You know, really it is about taking those small steps, I think. Um, you know, a lot of times we get, we see people have the big vision, yeah. but it's, it's not always about the big vision. It's about taking those little steps. And, you know, it says that if he can trust us in the small things, then he can trust us in the big things too. Hey, you're listening to the Follower of One podcast. We want our faith to matter full time, whatever we're doing, but especially at work. Here's today's podcast. Hey everyone, it's Mike Henry with Follower of One, and today I want to introduce to you Renette Holmeseth. Did I say that right, Renette? You did. <laughs> Would you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and tell everyone hi? Yes. So my name is Renette Holmeseth, and I live in Minnesota. Um, I have been married for 38 years. I have three adult children and five grandchildren. And I am the founder of a nonprofit for women called Your Faith Journey. Very cool. So tell us a little bit about Your Faith Journey. Yeah, so Your Faith Journey, what we do is we connect women through stories of hope. Um, and we meet them where they're at. And we help them walk up their faith journey by providing the resources to help them live out that faith journey. Yeah, very cool. And you, most of the people that you help help other people, correct? Correct. We partner with coaches and mentors and um, in just every aspect of work, whether it's business or whether it's finances. Um, we partner with these women to help mentor and coach women. Most of the people that you inter- that are involved in the ministry are their marketplace people as well, correct? Or are they in the ministry themselves? Um, both. Both. Um, some are in the ministry um, and some are in the marketplace. So yeah, we have a combination of, of women. So what prompted you to start this? So um, about six years ago, my husband and I moved down to the Twin Cities area. We raised our kids about an hour and a half north of here. And our kids were living down in the Twin Cities and my husband semi-retired and we decided to move down closer to the kids and grandkids. And mm-hmm. I knew God was going to be doing something different. Just didn't really know at the time what that was. And then three years ago, this past July 2nd, um, my husband and I were coming home from my sister's cabin. It was about 930 at night. I was driving um, um, halfway through a green light and I saw this car pull in front of us and I said, oh my oh my God, they're going to hit us. And just that fast, we hit head on. And then it's the crunching and the glass and our car came to a complete stop. And my husband said, are you okay? And I said, I'm not sure. And I said, we just have to pray. So we both started praying out loud. And I remembered that I couldn't move my left arm. I couldn't open the door. Um, I heard these voices. We got to get her out. We got to get the door open. Um, Once the door opened, there was a man kneeling, looking at me saying, there's a pretty big gash in her neck, but it's not spurting any blood yet. And I didn't know the time, but I had a scar from the front of my neck to the back of my neck. Um, the seatbelt cut me. So my neck was like wide open. Um, I got onto the ambulance and I asked the paramedic if I could call my kids. And she said, if you don't let me do what I have to do, you're not going to live to see your kids. So I um, was brought to a trauma wow. hospital. I know, wow. crazy. Um, brought to a trauma hospital and um, just a lot of little miracles happened then, but I got up into surgery and I said to the anesthesiologist, I told her I wanted to pray. And she said, I pray for a lot of people in this position. They don't always know it, but I pray for a lot of people. And then the surgeon came in and I remember her telling him that I wanted to pray. 
And then of course, I don't remember anything until recovery. And in recovery, the surgeon came in and he said, well, God's not done with you yet. Well, the next probably four months or so, the pain was really unbearable. Um, the pain pills weren't even touching the pain and, um, I could barely move my left arm. I had all the nerve damage and, um, and all I could do is pray. Like I couldn't even concentrate to watch TV or read. And during that time, God just kept saying, rest in me, rest in me. But towards the end of that time, um, I started hearing, you're going to be doing something with women. And then two years ago, January, I woke up in the middle of the night and I just heard God say, like, now's the time, but this is going to be bigger than you could imagine. And I heard Joshua 3, 5, and I couldn't remember what that was. So I just wrote it on a sheet of paper and I stuck it by the couch. And the next morning I looked it up and it's consecrate yourselves for in the morning. The Lord will do amazing things among you. And from there, God just um, kept giving the vision. And um, it started out really about more conversations with women. Mm -hmm. um, but as we were going, we were started doing events once a month. And um, after a few months, women were coming out and saying, you know, there's something really different about your events. But God was like, there was nothing till the next month. And God very clearly said one day, like, you need to feed my sheep. And so that's where we started partnering with other women um, to provide these resources. Very cool. And when you go to the website, you, you actually see some of the resources. You also get to meet some of the women who are the coaches, correct? Is that correct? Yes. Um, we also have um, Faith University, which is our online platform where we have we have um, courses and webinars and coaching right available through that too for women. And a lot of great content it looked like in there. I'm I'm not a big class signer upper anymore, but um, <laughs> uh, looked like some really good stuff. And of course, I wouldn't be signing up anyway. I'm, they don't let me in many women's classes, but. Um, <laughs> So that's very interesting. So a lot of people take the classes and do that with a coach or a mentor or somebody like that. Yep. So they can take course. We have different things. Um, and we're constantly adding to, you know, that's actually pretty new for us, but we're adding courses all the time. Um, what we also do is when a woman comes into our organization, um, there's really what we're calling a PSI, which is a personal um, soul intensive. So really a woman gets to assess where she is spiritually, right? Mm -hmm. um, so then we have coaches and mentors that can help walk her through no matter where she's at on that faith journey. Very interesting. So they take the PSI and mm -hmm. then they get a coach kind of through all of that. It mm -hmm. can help them go to the next step or do the next thing. Right. And if they need help financially, we can direct them to somebody that can help them with that. Um, you know, if there's somebody that needs business help, we can help direct them to someone. That's one thing God did say too, is like, there's people out there doing amazing things. You need to link arms with these people, right? Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. So, so how, just tell me, let's go back a little bit earlier. How did you become a Christian? Um, well, I grew up in a Christian family. Um, you know, even as a little girl, I, I knew that I was going to be doing something more, but you know how life kind of gets in the way of that mm -hmm. and kind of put that on the back burner. Um, but I would say when I had the accident, God just really grabbed a hold of me at that point. Uh -huh. And, um, and being, I, 
was really forced to, to just pray. And all I could do was pray. Um, yeah, he just really changed my heart a lot there. I know there's just a lot more than I even knew to faith that I even knew about hearing from him. So that yeah. really was really a big turning point for me. That's very cool. So we were actually introduced through networking friends and it's kind of interesting how this bounces back and forth around the country, but most of your connections are in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area, correct? As far as your ministry, is it branching out more over the internet now? Yeah, I would say probably the majority is the Minneapolis, St. Paul area, but we have branched out even over to London now. Oh, wow. Um, So yeah, it's definitely going to, it's going global. And so we're really excited. It's really up to, to God where he leads it and where he directs it. But women are coming from all over the United States right now. So it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of stoppers on the internet. So So you end up with people from all over the place. (laughs) Well, and I think too, with this whole COVID thing, it forced people to go online and, and like, for me, I, I need people interaction. So like for me, I love when I can see it, actually see a face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've gotten to where I do a ton of these kind of video calls, but you know, it's a little awkward still meeting with people face to face. Right. Yes. Yeah. But, do you wear a mask? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's getting, in fact, I have a, I have a lunch in a couple of days. I've got to go meet a friend for lunch. Be interesting to see how all that kind of works out, but. Yeah, um, it's definitely a strange time. So is. talk a little bit about the types of stories that you hear from people who take part in your faith journey. What kinds of stories do you hear about people who go through some of the processes that you've outlined? Mm-hmm. Some of the women we're meeting, um, what we're finding is really there's a lot more leaders than when we originally started to. We're finding there's a lot of women that um, are in the ministry, but they're feeling really alone on an island. Like they don't really have that connection. Um, You can't really just talk to your family and friends about what you do or your problems. Um, So that was one thing we really found. But there's such amazing women that um, like we've got a gal who was sexually abused by her father when she was young, got pregnant. And because of that, she's just lived a whole life of, promiscuity and drugs and alcohol. But when she found Jesus, she now is on fire to help other women going through, through those traumas. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how God uses our story, right? He does. And you know, it's really interesting too, because everybody has a story mm-hmm. and there's even some people where they say, well, I don't really have a story, but everybody does. Right. And everybody can connect and relate to your story. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is you're the authority in it. Um, it's right. not, you know, people don't get to question your story. So <laughs> you become the the authority on how Jesus showed up in your life. That's part of the reason why I talk about speaking for ourselves and follower of one. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it's not my responsibility to say what my pastor thinks about this or what the Bible says about that. I can just talk about my own life and how it was impacted. Right. And I'm the expert in that. Yeah. And I think what stops a lot of people from their story too, is I've had several women too, like, I mean, I'm not a biblical scholar. I don't, you know, I can't pull out a verse and, but I know scripture. So I think too, that 
we sometimes sell ourselves short just because we might not know every verse in the whole Bible by, by name. We yeah. know what's there. Yeah, I think, too, the, um, we don't give ourselves enough credit for being a step farther along. I don't know when it was when I started being the oldest guy among most of my friends. <laughs> but, you know, when I was younger, I was always the youngest guy among most of my friends. At some point in time when that switched over, uh, I just realized there were people behind me that just haven't made the same mistakes yet. Mm -hmm. And I can help them. I can help them at least avoid the mistakes that I've made. Right. Yeah, it's really about mentoring, right? Um, that's really the, the overall goal of our of our um, ministry is really to, ne to, um, to provide that mentorship to women because it's like you mentor someone and then they mentor someone and it's, you know, God really has given me this vision of this um, road leading up to Jesus and we're linking arms with others. But as we're running up, we're grabbing others and pulling them with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting analogy. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Let's talk a little bit more about your vision for your faith journey. So a little bit more about the vision. Um, what, God is really leading to is we um, are in the process of creating an app. So it will be everything. It'll be stories. It'll be all the resources that we have on an app. Um, we're also in the initial, in the beginning stages of the talk about a TV, um, TV station. So it'll be, that's coming sometime down the oh, road. Very cool. Very cool. And so I want to encourage people to check out yourfaithjourney.org yourfaithjourney.org. You can also, we'll have connection. We'll have a link to that in the show notes and we'll have a link to Renette's LinkedIn profile, I think also in the show notes and you'll be able to connect with her or check out that ministry. I think it's a great opportunity. Um, talk a little bit about how people who follow your faith journey or others, how they live their faith in the workplace. What's your experience about living your faith at work and what, what advice would you give people who are listening to this show? Mm -hmm. You know, really it is about taking those small steps. I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times we get, we see people have the big vision, yeah. but it's, it's not always about the big vision. It's about taking those little steps. And, you know, it says that if he, he can trust us in the small things, then he can trust us in the big things too. Um, and some of us are called to bigger things, but even if we're not, it's just taking that first step. No, I agree. And, and, you know, that's some of what we talked about. I, I I can't solve all these problems today, but I can pray for the person I'm sitting next to at work or right. the people in this meeting or the boss who's given me a bad performance review. Right. Um, I, I can still make a difference in every circumstance right now. Yeah, that's what I love what you do, because I think it is so important for people to really learn to bloom where they're planted, right? Um, because like he's like we talked about, you know, not everybody's called to something big, but we all can serve where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think we, you know, I think we kind of took the word minister out of context and now mm -hmm. everybody sees a minister as a preacher or a missionary, but it right. just means serve. It does. Yep. It means serve. And it could mean that you're making a meal for somebody and bringing it over, right? Or it could yeah. be that you're just visiting with a neighbor that's that's a shut-in or, you know, maybe going to the store for that person if they can't run to the store. It's, 
doesn't even have to be big, big things. Exactly. Well, I think sometimes we have to look harder to find those things that work because Mm -hmm. people who are working full time, they work a job, they generally have enough resources to keep their problems secret. Right. And so we have to get to know them well enough to be able to help them with their situations. And we have to convince them that we're not in it for ourselves, that we're not trying to sell them something. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not about us. It's, yeah. That's so true. Anyway, I, I'm grateful for what you do with your faith at work, your faith journey. I want to make sure I say that right. All the ministries rattling around in my head. I'm, isn't it exciting though? There are, there are a number of ministries and I love promoting people who have a ministry or people who, see themselves as a minister, I want them to talk about it one person at a time, because Mm -hmm. I hope that people see someone else doing this and go, oh, I can do that. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, when the Holy Spirit's leading it, that's the one thing I guess that I've really learned this year is that we worry about things. And he's when he's in control, you just have to be obedient to where he's leading. And it takes the stress out of everything, right? Because it's not about I mean, if it's supposed to be, it's going to fit. And the people that you're going to meet, you're supposed to meet and he'll make those connections. And so, yeah, not to be so worried about, about things, just let him take the lead. Yeah. And for me, it's not focusing on what I can't do. Um, You know, James, I think James chapter four talks about how you want all these things and you get angry because you can't have them. If I focus on the things that I can't do, then I get frustrated and anxious. But right. if, I, if I blow those things off and say, okay, God, you know I can't do that. What do you want me to do? <laughs> then life becomes a whole lot easier. It does. It really does. Well, I am grateful for you, Renette. I'm grateful for your ministry, yourfaithjourney.org. And the ministry, the difference that you guys make, I want to hear more about the app as it comes along, Mm -hmm. just because I'm a big believer in using everyone else's resources. So I'm happy to promote those things and anything that we can do in our ministry to help you. I'm happy to do that as well. So check out yourfaithjourney.org and connect with Renette Holmes is on LinkedIn. Correct. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. This was fun. And been such a pleasure to meet you and I love what you're doing. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited for what God's doing too. And for those of you listening, thank you for being a part of Follower of One and for listening to this podcast. If you're listening to it or watching the video, either way, share it with your friends. Let's try and help the other believers around us see that there is something that we can do besides stay out of trouble until next Sunday. (laughs) So thanks very much for listening. And I appreciate you being a minister in your workplace. Thank you very much. Hey, you've been listening to the Follower of One podcast. Follower of One is an online community of people who intentionally follow Jesus every day at work or wherever we are. Join us at community.followerofone.org. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it in your various social media channels. Thanks for listening.